Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women heal their relationships with food and transform how they nourish themselves in body, in mind, and in soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that help you find your peace with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. If you're ready to feel like a truly nourished woman, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello friends, thanks for being here. Today I'm talking all about why dieting is not going to help you lose the weight you want to lose. So let's say if you have an extra 10 or 20 pounds, whatever it might be, maybe it just kind of snuck on over time. Maybe you've been trying to lose it for a while, doing various things. And I'm going to talk about what will help you to be able to lose that and sustain that and keep it off forever. So first of all, one of the most important things that has to happen for you to be able to do this is you have to free yourself from the diet culture, free yourself from hard to maintain exercise routines and things like that. And that is going to help you be able to easily maintain a body you feel incredible in. You know, here's a truth that despite any up and down journey that maybe you've been on with your body, trying various diets, meal plans, workout routines, however it's looked, that perhaps are just plain hard to stay consistent with, it's actually a lot easier having a body you love than you've been told by the diet industry, which often says, well, you just need to try harder. And if it's not working for you, you just need more willpower and to try harder and stick with the plan. And talking about having it be easy, maintaining a body you love, I can speak for myself, being someone in my 40s, I'm now 47, it's very easy for me to maintain a body that I love living in, that I feel great in. And it's a very similar body that I had when I was in high school. So for you... As well, you're not destined to live with feeling like there's bloatedness, feeling tired, or feeling like your clothes are too tight. You know, just not living in a body you love living in. You're not destined to either, the other thing is just dream about having a body maybe you had years ago. I'm not saying you need to have the body you had 20 years ago, but what I'm saying is you're able to to have a body you love living in, that you feel confident in, that you feel good in without having to diet and do these hard things, without having to require tons of willpower and doing things that just don't feel like you. You don't ever have to willpower your way through another restrictive food plan Or make yourself do another tiring exercise regimen that you'll probably eventually just give up on anyway because it's just not sustainable for you. None of that's required. And I want you to imagine instead, you know, having a body you feel very comfortable in and it's easy to sustain because you're naturally drawn to the foods that are right for you. 
and for your body during all the seasons of your life. Imagine you're no longer needing to have enough willpower or to try to find more willpower to stick to a plan simply because there's no longer a plan. You don't even need a plan. And you're able to eat and exercise in a way that is just perfect for you and for your body. And because of that, it's sustainable because it's your way. It's not somebody else's way that's teaching you how to do it or telling you you need to do it this way. It's literally your very own way between you and your body. So the other thing that happens is you no longer ever have to experience intense food cravings. You feel satisfied and satiated throughout the day with what you're eating when you are tapped in and connected to your body and allowing it to be your expert and guide. You know, imagine knowing too that you can have sugar when you genuinely want it And it's not a stress response in the moment. And once you've had your treat, it's just off your mind because you don't use sugar to soothe because you're so connected to your body and you know like, oh, that's not actually what my body wants. That's just an emotional need, right? And so you're very able, very easily able to enjoy treats and not have any rules around it. Like me, when I travel, one of the things I always do is get ice cream like all the time. But when I'm at home, I never even really think about it. I don't crave it at all. And so you're not deprived And you're also not craving because of that not being deprived. Because anytime we're deprived, we're going to crave. And how do we get deprived? Well, we're following rules of diets and things like that. Trying to follow a very specific meal plan. All those sorts of things. And so, you know, when it comes to sugar and treats, it's just a pleasure for you that you get to enjoy whenever you feel like having it, but you're not like literally wanting it all day, every day. So it's like having a dessert and just moving on and being done with it. And it's like, you're not craving. This is what happens when you're really tapped into your body's intelligence. And I'm going to talk more on this episode about how that comes to be. You know, the other thing you can imagine is being able to look in the mirror and being happy with what you see every single day. It's available to you. And once again, I have to remind you that um, not trying to look like a super bottle, supermodel or, you know, someone in a magazine sort of thing, if that's not your natural body shape, we have to remember that we all have our own unique bodies that have their own natural, beautiful form. Because a lot of times what causes us problems is that comparison thing like, oh, I don't look like her, so therefore my body's not good enough. That's a really, really big piece that's going to forever keep you from loving living in your body and feeling confident. So that's not what I'm saying like that. Like that can be available to you too. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is living in a body you love for your unique body is 100% available to every single one of us, okay? And... Everybody is beautiful in how it is. That is my true belief. We are meant to be unique. We're not all meant to look like Barbie dolls, okay? But every single one of us, even though our bodies are all unique, we are all able to look in the mirror and feel happy with what we see. That's available to everyone. And to feel vibrant in your life and experience all those other things that I just mentioned. It's all available to you. And again, for myself, this is how at 47, 
I feel incredible in my own body. I work out consistently, which helps me feel incredible in my body, but not because I have to, but because I love it. And the reason I love it is because I'm really connected to my body and doing things that my body really likes to do and that are fun for me. Also, food feels super easy and light, even after my own history of food obsession, you know, overeating, always slipping into diety sorts of things to quote unquote improve my body. So I've gone through this process myself to arrive at this place. Um, Many of you know, if you've been around for a while, that I have a past history of an eating disorder in college. But even after that, like I got over that, I got away from that, and I still did diety things. I tried intermittent fasting for fun. I increased my fat intake and cut my carbs when everyone was doing the keto thing just to see what would happen periods of HIIT training, which I kind of enjoy because I love hard workouts, but at the same time, not fully honoring my body in that process. Also counting macros to see, oh, let's see if this makes any changes. So I've done these things too. And the truth be told, not only did any of this improve my body in any sort of way, Um, I never achieved the body I feel best in doing any of these things. And quite often, What those things would end up doing is leave me feeling more bloated, feeling more sluggish. And over time, over a course of a few years, I actually gained 10 pounds because I was doing some of these diety things just for experimentation and focusing on that versus focusing on just really being super connected to my body's intelligence and having no rules around that and just honoring my body without falling into any sort of diet culture programming. Um, And I'm going to, once again, get more into how to do this and how I fully started to get back into that. So for myself, I had to just get really honest and be like, you know what? You are in diet culture at this moment, like many others. And just because it's around us, it's so part of our lives. It's all around us on the internet from family and friends. And it's never worked for me and it's not working for you, but we have a solution. And, you know, for myself, the benefits of that happening for me, all the things that I've gone through in my own relationship with my food and my body is that I got my own experiment. And with that experiment, I got my own concrete evidence that these diet culture things that we see all over the place that we hear from everybody um, that are taught and marketed to us. And like I said before, that our friends and family are talking about and probably even telling you to try Um, And like the fitness gurus on YouTube and all the ads that we see about these workout routines, they don't work because they're just not set up to. We have to remember that, first of all, the diet industry is an industry, multi-billion dollar industry. Well, how do they make their money? By sales and by repeated sales. You know, they're not typically creating brand new customers. They're getting repeat customers, people who fall off the wagon and go back and then fall off the wagon again and go back, or the people who try this diet and then that they that maybe worked for a little bit, but they regain the weight, so then they try the next thing, always looking for the next solution. This is how this multi-billion dollar industry makes money. And 
that, you know, people always coming back to the, the diet, that's why it also doesn't work for you as the person, because that's the other thing. Like you stay in that thinking, I still haven't found the solution. I have to keep like feeding into this diet culture and being part of it until I find my own solution, hoping that it's there, but it just, it's never there. And so it's not set up to help you in any sort of way. And the other side of that is that there's clear biological factors and research has shown this over and over again that set you up to fail when you use these sorts of practices that are rules and restrictions and anything not coming from your own own body's expertise and guidance. Because it is really never about willpower. There's nothing about willpower that's required. There's nothing about trying harder that's required to sustain a body you love living in and having food be easy and light and feel um, effortless in terms of like just finding the right balance for your healthy way of eating. It really doesn't have to be that hard. Yes, actions have to be taken, but it doesn't have to feel like, oh, this is so hard. I have to use so much willpower. Because... Um, Anytime that we are following rules and restricting yourself in any certain certain way that's required on a plan that you might be following, anytime you need to adhere to these rules and restrictions that don't come from your body's own intelligence and inner guidance, you're not going to be able to have a body you feel confident, free, and happy in. Um because your body is experiencing stress and you're experiencing stress because of this. And this stress occurs because you're going to something outside of you and not your own body and your body's intelligence for how to do things. You're going to something outside of you to how to eat, what to eat, and how to exercise. And that's stressful. And things that happen because of that stress and because of like going outward to find your answers is that you start to overthink what to eat. You start to wonder if you're, well, am I eating the right foods? Am I following the rules right? Um, And you you determine that, you know, what it's hard to determine what foods feel good in your body at that moment because you're not being in tune with your body. You're defaulting to the plan or the system or the rules versus being tapped into your own body. Uh, So you're not also then often really paying attention to physical hunger or comfortable fullness. Uh, That's another side effect of dieting is like you get too hungry and then you overeat. Often you get too hungry because you're following the rules or the time you're supposed to eat according to the diet, whatever it might be. And you're not, you know, nourishing your body the way that it's asking to. So then you get over hungry. And then when we're over hungry, we easily overeat. Um, and so those are all very stressful for you and your body. And just that being up in your head, overthinking what to eat because you're trying to follow rules. Um, the other thing that happens is we worry about, okay, am I exercising correctly? Wondering if you're working out enough or in the right way to lose the weight by following the routine. And this worry can lead to maybe you've experienced that constant overthinking and rumination in your head about whether, okay, the same thing is going to happen like last time. Like maybe last time you had some success, but then 
you stopped following the plan and the weight came back on. Or maybe you were doing okay, but it felt hard and you fell off track. And now you're trying to get off back on track and follow the, the plan again. But um, you're just worried like, oh, but what if the same thing happens? What if this doesn't work? So when you're not connected to your body's intelligence, you're going to worry about these things, but you're also going to obsess about your weight. You know, you're going to want to get on the scale and you're going to want to see what the scale is doing. And when you're really tapped into your body's intelligence, you never even have to think about the scale. Like I never weigh myself and you don't need to either. There's, you know, when you're really tapped in and when you get to that place, you'll never think about getting on the scale. There won't be a need at all for you or your body because you just know your body and exactly what's going on for it. And you just know, oh, this is my balanced place. Um, there's also a lot of other non-scale ways to measure your progress, which I'm going to talk about probably on a different episode at some time. But when you're really following your body's intelligence as your expert and guide, you're just not obsessing about weight or body shape. So this means you're having more fun in your life and having more fun in your body. And you're not chasing some sort of body ideal again. You're just really enjoying living in your unique body at its most vibrant, natural, beautiful form. Um, Another consequence of this stress of following diet culture and from not following your body's intelligence for what and how to eat is that feeling of guilt you might experience when you don't follow the rules or when you deviate from the plan and feeling maybe bad too for just not achieving success. Like if you lost some weight but then regained it, you're always kind of in that place of just feeling bad or feeling guilty and feeling stressed So this is what's happening for you as a personal experience, but for your body, because of this stress, there's also things happening inside it. So your hormone cortisol, your body is producing extra cortisol, the stress hormone, and that signals your body to store more fat and slow your metabolism because it thinks you're trying to fight or flee from something. And that's meaning you're storing more fat and calories, you know, to hold on to so that your body can, because it, from its perspective, it's like, okay, we're, we're getting, we're, we're needing this to fight or to flee, you know, kind of like back in the days where there was a lot more threats to our life. Uh, that's where our body is still programmed to be. And so if you are stressing, like in your head, that signals your body to like, amp up all the stress hormones. And in addition to the cortisol thing, your body is also going to produce more ghrelin hormone. And this is just the hormone that intensifies your hunger, which is the exact thing that you don't per se want. So this is going to make you want to eat more. You're going to crave more because this hormone is higher. Um, And your body just wants to get all the energy that it can thinking, you know, because it's under stress and it thinks it's going to need that for some sort of battle um, or to run. 
And when ghrelin is higher and you're feeling more this hunger more often and just not feeling as satiated and satisfied with your meals, often what happens too is you crave richer foods that are higher in things like fat and sugar because your body's just like, give me calories, give me calories. And so you're going to, it's going to start to cause you to crave more of that higher calorie stuff too. And of course, with that comes overeating and then regaining of any weight or never losing the weight that you set out set out to lose. So from your perspective and mine, you know, we might think, okay, oh, I've failed, like you know, I'm not doing good enough, but no, this is actually just your what's your body's natural response to the stress of dieting and the stress of having to follow rules or restrictions and the stress of you not listening to your body. So your body's like, okay, she's not listening to me. This is what I'm asking for. But she's defaulting to this other thing that's really not working for me and I'm getting stressed out. That's from your body's perspective and that's creating all those hormonal things that are not gonna serve you. So if you've ever gained weight during a diet or even after it's like after you kind of stopped following it, the weight came back on or the same thing with following a certain workout plan. It worked for a while, but then it didn't. This is why. And not only does your body respond to stress by leading you to put on weight, Research has shown many, many times that continuous dieting, like when we keep going back to it or keep looking for the new thing, we lose weight and then we regain it and then we go to dieting again to lose it, what they call the yo-yo dieting cycle, that over time this leads to greater and greater weight gain in the long term. So dieting really just doesn't serve you at all in any sort of way. So The answer to living a life where you are happy in your body, you feel good in your body, where you don't have to think about the right way to eat or the right workout routine ever again is found by unlearning diet culture and then accessing your body's own intelligence for direction, being connected to your body so that you can access its intelligence. So think about this. This is a a good way to kind of put it in perspective because we all have that person in our lives, right? Uh, And like this is myself and I think people see me this way. I am this person, but you can be this person too is that person in your life who never seems to worry about what she's eating, who never seems to worry about what she weighs. She naturally gravitates towards the healthy things for her body And she craves what's good for her. Not that she never eats fun things and desserts, but it's not like she's wanting to overeat them. She's not doing things like fasting or going through the YouTube algorithm looking for the the workout plan. She's not trying things like HIIT workouts unless she just naturally loves those types of hard workouts. Um, She's not counting things and she's definitely not tracking macros. But... She just feels and looks great naturally. It's because she has access to her body's intelligence. She's connected to her body, number one, and because of that, has access to its intelligence and its wisdom, and then she's following that guidance and honoring it through her actions. So food and exercise don't have to feel hard. 
for her because she's connected to her body and to what it needs. She's not being pulled around by each new trend that she sees on social media. Um, She can maintain a body she's happy in without that physical and emotional roller coaster that happens with dieting because she's always accessing her body's intelligence and honoring it. And for her and for you too, it can be a much calmer reality and having far better results that's available to all of us by being connected to our body's intelligence. And there are a few things that have to happen for you to really be able to tap into your body's intelligence. And what I mean by this is you easily know what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, how to exercise, the best time of day to exercise for you, how much exercise to do on the given day by just listening to your body and what it's telling you. But to get to that place, some things have to happen. Certain, I guess you could say, barriers have to be removed And the first one is that you have to have body respect. So body respect is just like, I respect my body so much, I just want to honor it because I have so much respect for this physical form that I am, for this physical presence that I am, for this body, this as you've heard, this temple that you live in here, you just have so much respect for it. And what it does for you. And so this is beyond, you know, loving yourself. I I believe we all need to love ourselves. It's essential too. But this is beyond that. It's where you have so much honor and respect for your body that you just don't desire to make choices with food or anything else that are not good for you and your body. So it's it's like a higher level than self-love because you know, loving ourselves is great and wonderful and we need to do that and just like have that unconditional um, caring and compassion for ourselves. But when we're just practicing self-love, we might still make these undesirable choices for ourselves and our bodies and we forgive ourselves, which is very, very good. We want to do that, you know, like we do for loved ones, like a loved one makes a mistake we forgive them because they're our loved one. This is great to do for ourselves too. However, um, body respect is a level higher. It's about, I respect my body so much that I really want to do my absolute best for it. And I want to make the absolute best choices for it because I know when I do, I feel so good and my body is so happy and gives me the results too that I like in terms of my energy and my vibrancy and how my clothes fit and all those things. So, you know, the other thing with this is that's magical about body respect is that it's never coming from like all of a sudden you found more willpower. It's not from newfound willpower. It's just the reason that you're showing up for yourself to do these things and to eat this way in honor of your body is because it feels good and you feel or you and you place this very high value on how you feel in your body. So body respect, that's the first thing that we really have to amplify to uh, be really connected to our body and to its intelligence. The other thing that we really have to do is once again, liberate ourselves from diet culture. You have to free yourself from that program dogma that's all around us in the media, from friends, from family, at gyms, even from certain health professionals. The healthcare industry 
um, depending on where you go, is very stuck in certain diet culture things. So it's all these teachings that cause you to do things that are going to be ignoring your hunger cues because you're following rules that cause you to end up overeating because you're not honoring your body's intelligence that cause you to do things like over exercise that causes stress in your body or under exercising because you have in your mind like oh it's so hard and I can never sustain it so what's the point like that's the other side of the coin when we're in diet culture and that hormone cascade like I mentioned that results in you experiencing wanting to eat more and then with that food anxiety and also guilt around food and also all those ups and downs that can happen with weight that's all created from living in diet culture and feeling like you have to follow certain rules and restrictions that are suggested by diet culture so liberation from diet culture is going to be essential in tapping back into your body's wisdom and intelligence and being able to honor that and act on it the other thing that has to happen to get back in tune with your body is to say goodbye to that inner critic and that inner judge. You know, the negative voice in your head that keeps you, this negative chatter, the self-judgment that you might have, that keeps you from being able to hear what your body's saying that it needs. uh, If you've ever uh, been in a conversation with somebody, let's say, and they're speaking to you, but you're all up in your head thinking about other things and you're like, oh, what did they say? This is you and your body. So when you're all up in your head, like worrying about what to eat because you're trying to follow something from diet culture, or you're just judging yourself all the time saying, well, I'm not good enough, or I'm not attractive enough, or I'm doing this wrong. And you're judging yourself, that negative inner critic voice is going to keep you from tapping into your body's intelligence. And it's going to keep you having challenges in your relationship with food. Um, because you're always going to feel stressed about your body and with food when that voice is running the show, because that voice will tell you all those thoughts that make you feel doubtful, fearful. And when you can get rid of any of those doubts or fears and all of those doubts or fears, you're going to be able to be in connection with your body. You're going to be able to listen then to your body and then be able to take action on what it's telling you. So once again, letting go of that inner critic, that self-judgment is pivotal because once you're able to do that, you're able to tap into your body's intelligence like in a much, much deeper way. Maybe right now you have some connection to it. Like maybe, for example, you really know when you're at a certain level of hunger. Maybe you don't always honor that and feed yourself and nourish yourself, but maybe you have enough connection that you're able to notice certain cues and signals from your body. But when you really, really let go of this inner judge and have no judgment and create a lot more just neutrality and curiosity around things about like such as food and exercise and just what your body is, you're, you're going to have an even deeper ability to really hear what your body's asking for in terms of what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, how to exercise, which means maintaining a vibrant, healthy body is going to feel more and more easy and natural to do. It's 
natural and it feels natural because your body is your 24 seven expert. And when you are able to hear its wisdom and honor it by your actions, it becomes easy then to just have a vibrant body that you love living in. And this is how you become that truly nourished and satisfied woman in your life who really loves living in the skin that she's in. And if you personally want my support and mentorship to get back in tune with your body's intelligence, to do these things that I talked about, to get back in tune with your body's intelligence so that you yourself can have that body you love living in. In February, I have three private coaching spots three private coaching spaces open and my words are or my brain's getting ahead of my words so if you want to learn more about private coaching and mentorship just message me on facebook or instagram or email me hello at rebecca laurelhill.com and what we'll do is just jump on a free call i'll see if it's the best fit for you to make sure that if it is then i know i can get you the results that you want or not me help you get the results that you want. That's really important. I'm never going to be able to get the results for you, but I can absolutely help you if it's the right fit. So if you want my private mentorship over six or three months, those are the options right now and how we can work together privately where you get all my focus and attention, just you reach out to me and let's chat. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I love being here with you and I appreciate you all. I appreciate every single listener, especially if you're showing up every week or periodically to tune in and just hear what I have to say. From the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it. Hello, beautiful listeners. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode, if you had some breakthroughs or an aha moment, I would absolutely love to hear what those were. Tag me at Rebecca Laurel Hill on Instagram, or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me get an idea of what's landing, what you want to hear, and more of what you want to go deeper on so that I can serve you at the highest level. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Let's all rise and change this world together by living as truly nourished women. Thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you in the next episode.